day no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. The survival of our friends is in danger. And yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed by marching troops. No missiles have been fired. John F. Kennedy Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Secrets of Saturn. My name is Jason Lindgren. I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by a young lady named Cecilia Satori, a musician and activist. Uh, she's also a co-host on Freedomizer Radio every Wednesday on the Proof Negative show. Good evening, Cecilia. Hello, Jason. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. Uh, you definitely have a very interesting story to share with us tonight, but... Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Well, um, all my life, I've had a strong passion for singing music, performing for people in a way that will bring an inspiration to their lives. Um, on Freedomizer Radio, what we do every Wednesday night is we, on the Proof Negative show, bring a an essence of the world around, a different perspective. So definitely keep an open mind if you ever want to listen in. Um, in my community um, with a few other amazing grassroots activists here in Phoenix, Arizona, and in Tempe, I have helped organize the March Against Monsanto the last three marches at the Tempe Farmers Market and have had the pleasure of meeting all sorts of people um, and definitely being a part of something bigger, which is getting the word out there on this terrible thing that we have going on, which is it's basically poisoning the population through GMO food that has pesticides in the seeds meant to prevent bugs from coming in and eating the crops, right? Mm -hmm. Yet it creates a poison inside, which is definitely not a good thing for our DNA. <laughs> if it attacks the bugs and hurts them, then it can certainly attack our bodies as well. Definitely. And so... Going organic is something that I tend to talk to people about and help them understand why that is a lot of a better of a choice. I mean, might as well spend a little bit more money purchasing those organic goods, which, by the way, have a nine in front of the barcode, rather than purchasing something that will cost, you know, just a little bit less as far as non-organic vegetables and then having to pay a lot more money in hospital bills or... <laughs> Things like that later on, and I kind of mm, do that when I talk about that because it's, it's a very touchy subject, and um, I definitely wish the best of health to everybody, of course. That makes sense. How do you feel the, um, the turnouts have been? Are people starting to get it? Well, definitely a lot of people are starting to understand the topic a little bit better, and you ask, oh, what is a, do you know what a GMO is? They're like, wait, I think I've heard of that. Um, a lot of people have spent millions of dollars to fight against others recognizing why they shouldn't eat the Monsanto seeds. And because people, and especially families, they don't want to feed food to their children that is going to hurt them in the long run and cause all sorts of abnormalities and everything like that. Right. And so even children are speaking out against this. So 
it's something that is across the globe. I mean, over 300 cities have marched against this, over 52 countries. I think even now 63 countries have either banned or labeled GMO food. Yes, I've it's seen important. a lot of articles about that. It's very important. And so um, we have a really great group out here called GMO Free Arizona. And Rachel Linden is the person that came up with the whole group. It's a nonprofit organization, and she helps basically educate people on GMOs. And um, she's supported the March Against Monsanto the last three times, and it's been a blessing getting to know her, someone who was sick for about 10 years. The doctors couldn't figure out what was going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, she takes the chance she's like all right well let me go ahead we're going to eliminate this we're going to eliminate gmo food all of that and now she's doing a lot better she doesn't have to worry about whatever whatever it was attacking her body in the past has definitely subsided and um she can tell you more about that if you're ever interested in you know talking with her and everything but she has such an incredible story and um I do have a passion for helping people see the truth of the world around us because we live in this sort of mirage, and especially since I live in the desert. I mean, there's a lot of heat to go around, but there is a lot of fire within the hearts of the people in order to get this information out because all in all, why are we selling, like, these seeds to third-world countries that only produce ones? (laughs) That's the trick. Then these countries have to go in. They're already poor, of course. They, you know, they have a low income, and then they buy that over and over and over and over again every year. So they're like milking these people out of every single penny that they own. Yes, now, I've done some research in Monsanto, and it's it's pretty pretty vicious what they do. Yes, not just Monsanto, but other companies like Monsanto as well. But all in all, uh, yes, I live to inspire people through music and a few other avenues as well. But, um, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your music then? Well, uh, currently I'm working with a friend of of mine. Excuse me. (laughs) His name is Justin Thomas. And we are working in a project called Rainbow Black. It's. An 80s-inspired electronic mixture, kind of shoegaze type of feel, with a little bit of an edge as well. And it's very story-like and animated in that way, very colorful. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I am also working on my own material. I haven't done too many performances by myself. Um, I've just been wanting to release some sort of EP or something, and let people see a little bit more of what's inside of me and where I come from and also to inspire and heal them. Of course, that's most important. What I find is there are certain phrases of words that can unlock ideas in people's minds. And when here's something I like to say, intention it is the golden thread of creativity. Hmm. Your intention is a golden thread of creativity. I like that. 
And this is really what's important whenever you're creating something. So coming from a good place and just letting it flow as far as from the heart is where I like to go. And not really thinking about it too much other than having that intention of love within yourself. One subject that I do enjoy um, is uh, quantum physics. So anyone out there who wants to talk about quantum physics, definitely open to that. But music is there to inspire. And I see that there are just so, there is so much music out there that is meant to corrupt the minds of the people or perhaps just push just a little bit further to catch that extra dime or so. And it's really hurting our society. Um, it's okay to talk about the truth, you know, talk about what's going on, but at the same time, pushing the envelope a little bit too far could cause destruction in other areas, and that's why it's important to be careful about what your intention is when making that song or writing that piece. But, um, yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> and quantum physics uh, discusses string theory and vibrations, and, of course, music is nothing but vibrations. Exactly, and... Everything around us is constantly vibrating, constantly moving, and things are emitting these beautiful frequencies, these sounds, these resonances, and intertwining with everything around you. In the magnetic world, this is what we live with. And through love, one can really discover a complete different type of resonance. And it's really something um, one should try out sometime if they haven't. I think these are the concepts that were really people in the 60s really tried to get out there and then sort of died out throughout the 70s and it really does need to be rediscovered and brought to fruition. Definitely because it's what's part of life. Exactly. It's the code of life. A flower. Well, we certainly look forward to hear what it is that you've got going on. So, Turning to what, what uh, we're actually bringing you on for tonight, you had a very dark encounter and something that could have gone much, much worse for you. And I'll just let you start telling that story as, as you uh, had it unfold for you. All right. So I happened to come across a group of people through acquaintances it just happened to be that I needed to do something, wanted to hang out, and I came across these people around 3 in the morning and ended up going over to their residence, which was in a very, really just interesting area. And although I couldn't see very much, I, was, I didn't think much of it. I just wanted to hang out, <laughs> play some music. I brought my guitar with me. Okay. And um, so I get there, and everyone's chilling out, but I just noticed some weird things. Like, one guy's, like, melted onto the couch, and there's just, like, this smoky fog in the air, and people are coming in and out and everything. And I just, like, feel kind of weird, but I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, and I just sit down. And... It was over the course of an hour, just a little over an hour, so my time is kind of off, just to tell you the truth, although I do remember it was on 3 in the morning that we went over there, 
So, um, anyway. And I was there for some time. The guy that was, I guess, seemed like more of like the leader guy in this whole thing. He started showing me these pictures and these videos and like there were these videos of of girls doing things to guys or whatever and he was like telling me basically that I had to do it that I was going to be the one that I had been the chosen one or whatever for this type of acts did it look like in the pictures that it had been taking place in that apartment I honestly, I mean, the carpet looked very similar. I just couldn't really tell. Did you get the impression that this was something he was very used to doing? Yes. It seemed like something that he had done before because he wasn't nervous about it. And he wasn't the only one in on it either. It's like every the other people that were in the house or the apartment were there for that same purpose as well. How many people were there? Um... From the start, the guy that was mounted on the couch, Salvador Dali style, he ended up leaving. So then there was, let's see, one, two, there were, I think there were like four people in there to start out with um, when that guy left. Um, my memory is a little bit foggy on this, but uh, it was about that. So I ended up finding out because I saw what they were doing. It looked as though they were they were smoking from, like, this clear thing. And so it, it, I'm guessing it's a glass pipe or whatever mm-hmm. of some kind. And they were smoking what I learned to find was meth. Mm-hmm. And I had learned about meth, but I had never, ever, ever in my entire life been surrounded by it. You know, at least not to my knowing, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't. I haven't, I hadn't been. And that's what that weird fogginess was in the air, I guess, was. It was just so different than what I had ever experienced. And they were smoking, and it was just really gross. And I was getting this weird feeling, and I just knew that it was, I wasn't safe. That in order to get out of that apartment... I needed to be very, very, just very methodical about it. And you didn't think you could just get up and leave? No. I mean, I thought, I did think of that, like, oh, maybe I could, but I looked above the door, and there were these, like, big, fat nails, like, nailed into the wall, three on each side of the door. And then there was a metal bat up there, above there, and I'm just, like, thinking to myself, why... Is that necessary to have above the like door? Like a baseball bat, you mean? Yeah, like a metal baseball bat and, like, some other bat. And I just thought that was weird, like, that that was up there like that. Like, unless it was this, like, sometimes those things are displayed, you know, if you're a sports fan, but in other ways, not like the way that was. And it just was weird to me. And, like, I just got this weird feeling that they had beaten people up with it. So I just, I mean, that's literally what my gut was telling me so I was just like oh shoot if I try running out that door or walking out that door I really don't think I'll be okay because they basically told me that there was no other girl that was going to be doing this and I was the only one and that's the reason why I was there and so then because he had disclosed to me um, a little bit after that he was actually 
making the meth there and selling it, I decided that I would just kind of bribe him, but bribe him in a way not not physically or anything, just, oh, like telling him, well, I know people who do that, and of course I didn't know anybody that did, but I was telling him that I did and that it would be way better than me and that I could find another girl and that he didn't have to worry about it, that there was going to be a better choice than me and, you know, just let me go and you'll have all the 